Welcome back to another, Vince is about to sneeze there. Welcome back to another episode of the Coach's Corner podcast. And in today's episode, I'm super pumped. And I'm gonna, I'm just gonna say this right before we get into it, is there's a lot of change. That's no secret. Things are changing. I think things are always changing. I think it's just accelerated right now or um, without a solid foundation or the weaknesses are being more exposed. And today we're talking to Vince Del Monte and why I'm pumped to talk to Vince is... I always say everything you're ever told, take it with a grain of salt. Everything I say, anything any guru or anything anyone says, just like don't just trust it. Don't just believe it. Um, filter it. But I think the longer someone's doing something, the more you can trust what they have to say because they have experience. And Vince is really no stranger to change. Can I say you've been doing this two decades? It's pretty much almost two decades, hey, Vince? 2006. 2006. So yeah, pretty much... Almost 14 years, yeah. 14 years, 15 years. So we'll kind of we'll stretch it to do two decades, but 14 years. Um, and since then, there's been a lot of change. I mean, a lot of changes in the economy and in the markets, but so much change personally, because I know you were you were huge in the fitness space. And I remember watching this because back in the day, uh, Elliot was a really big influence. I loved his stuff, and and Bedros was a really big mentor of mine, and I, I attended a lot of his workshops, and you were really big in the fitness space, and then you transitioned. And so that in itself was a change that, that you created, but you've also been through so much change in the markets and in the marketing and in the way things are done. Um, and so I'm really excited to chat with you and hopefully bring a little bit of stability or hope and peace and motivation and inspiration, just letting people know who are listening that it's going to be okay. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Yeah. It, will, it will be okay. The question is, is what do you look like? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? right. I'm not worried about dying. I'm worried about, I'm not worried about catching this virus. I mean, I guess the latest stat that I read is that, um, 80% of people who have got it, uh, have had at least three pre diagnosed yeah. conditions and they're over the age of, I believe it's 55 or 65. And there's only been, again, this is still sad. I don't mean to say only, but there has been only, uh, one death. Uh, one child under the age of 15. So I really, you know, right now, a little model that I live by is um, not everything you hear is true. Okay. And uh, things do not affect everybody the same way. Now, I also say that with sympathy, because I think as entrepreneurs, you know, there's a, uh, you know, saying going around right now, we're all in the same boat. Um, No, we're not. There's, there's many people who are struggling really, really bad right now. Um, and you know, I won't name him, but I'm hesitant to say that, you know, I have a friend who just made over $300,000 in the last two days with a $97 at home body weight workout. So while others are, you know, just not sure what's going to happen, uh, this individual is experiencing a gold rush. Yeah. So I, I'm not going to ever say, uh, we're all in the same boat. Uh, no, we're not. We're not all in the same boat. So I think right now we really are uh, being positioned uh, to experience a miracle. And I think the, the first miracle that I want to you know, be a part of during this time is the miracle of empathy. And I, as, a, as a guy who's typically distant, I'm seeing this as an opportunity to mm-hmm. go deeper in relationships. And uh, you know, just because we're socially distant doesn't mean you need to be physically, mentally, or... Uh, you know, even spiritually, most importantly, distant. So uh, I'm really trying to frame all this as, you know, right now, 
when you're in the midst of a mess, you can't see the miracle, right? And the only time you can see the miracle is when it's over. And we won't be able to look back and say, wow, I was actually living in the middle of a miracle because, you know, I rose up, you know, I initiated a conversation, I created something and you did something that was differently. And I, I truly believe that, uh, that, you know, in order for change to happen in your life, God will disrupt what's normal so that he can give you something that's new. And I think uh, I, I honestly can't help but think that this is all happening for us because, you know, I don't think this is a Noah's dark moment or anything, but I definitely feel like many people are being given a chance to, you know, figure out uh, who they really are. These, these times don't make or break you. These times just reveal who you are. Yes, there are going to be people who get sick. And uh, I think for the majority of people, at least listening to this, I don't, you know, I think we're going to be fine. And this time is going to reveal who you truly are. Yeah. And they say desperate times uh, reveal, reveal you. Desperation leads to revelation. I think that's the quote. And uh, so, you know, I'll, I'll just be honest. You know, I know you like getting some uh, good, you know, points out in your podcast and, you know, vulnerabilities and that. I've been proud of myself the last, you know, week or two, but I've also been disappointed with myself. And one thing that I've learned is that I live way too, I live way too much by feelings, despite having grown up in a Christian home and having a faith and, and trying to live a life of faith and facts. Um, I found myself living, you know, moment to moment on my feelings where, you know, we've had a couple signups, uh, you know, and I had a nice surge of, you know, members who just uh, joined our coaching program and I'm like getting way too happy. And then we've had a few, you know, struggles, setbacks, and I've got way too disappointed. So this time has revealed to me that I'm way too emotional. That's and beautiful. I need to I need to remember that one, I want to live by faith, uh, you know, and two, I want to live by facts. And the facts I'm talking about are not the facts that I'm seeing on TV. I don't trust those facts. What I trust are the facts that I've come through tough times in the past and I will come through tough times again. And, you know, I don't want to know what all your, you know, your believers or your um, listeners, faith, I'm not sure what all your li listeners faith um, systems are, but, you know, I believe that I've been provided for and I will continue to be provided for. So I want to, I want to come through this with all that in mind. Now, having said all that, a lot of pivoting is going on. So I'm sure we'll talk about that soon too. Yeah. Yeah. It's beautiful. So we're talking about, I think the most important stuff and, and we have so many listeners of so many different faiths, so many different backgrounds. And I love that because it adds so much variety. Um, I spent a lot of time studying a lot of different faiths because I was having a crisis of faith when I was 22 and I started Eastern and Western and every kind of philosophy. And I really stumbled across uh, the philosophy of stoicism, which I think is, is so prominent in so many different religions. So I just, I just love the variety of it. And I know one thing I loved on your website is at the end, you said, uh, uh, I'm unashamed of my Christian faith, still wholeheartedly in love with the world of building muscle, a husband, father. And I just love when people take a stand and they're just like, this is what I believe in. You like it or you don't. And most of our coaches are so open-minded when it comes to all these different faiths. So I love that you're, 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 you're leading with that. And also I love the, um, the lessons of that emotional stuff. I think it's a lifelong thing. I catch myself sometimes too, just being so damn happy and so excited. And then next day, one piece of information changes my entire mood. And I'm like, hold up, always take a step back, take some distance, look at the facts. And what you see on TV yeah. is not always true. And I like to dig in deeper for, for the real facts, which is 
a lot of the stuff you mentioned. So I think a lot of our listeners are also on board with that. Just being like, yeah, where, where, where do you, what facts do you put hope in? I think that's the question, right? Yeah. But, uh, you know, having a wife, she's revealed this to me. She says, you're only happy when you get your way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's good, man. That's good. I love that. It's like, if you don't get your way, like you're only happy if things go like you have to find happiness in things other than things going your way. Yeah. And I'm like, Oh man, that's a slap. <laughs> so, so thank goodness for that full frontal mirror. That's, that's crazy. And, 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 and why I love that you share there. Sometimes we have guys come on. I know you've been uh, earning it. Just, I was going through your bio, um, seven figures a year for the past decade. And I only say that not to be like, Hey, look at Vince. I say that because, um, you know what you're doing. You've sold affiliate products, product launches, membership sites, clothing, supplements, physical reoccurring revenues, high ticket coaching events, low dollar information products, books, masterminds, and everything else in between. And you've been doing this for 14, 15 years. So, so why I, I really want to bring up the topic of change is you've seen massive change and you've been through different market crashes and you're still here and you're still growing and you've still built what you've built. And I'm sure you're, um, you're yeah. motivated to create even more impact moving forward, which will, which will lead to, to, to more income and, and whatever it is that, that, that you want to create. So I just want to let people know that uh, you don't have to be perfect either, man. You don't have to be perfect. I always joke around. I never even heard about the, the 2008 crisis for like four or five years later because I'm so naive. Right. <laughs> so I literally did not have a TV and I was so naive to the world and what was going on. And I get laughed at by even some family members are like, Vinny, it wouldn't hurt to know a few things, you know? I'm like, well, you guys told me a couple of years yeah. later, what did I miss? And yeah. uh, they're like, okay, well, you got kind of got a point, but I'm like, so, you know, we, that's kind of the joke, you know, that yeah. video knows what's really going on in the world right now. I don't think that's a bad thing, man. I don't, I don't own a TV. And I, I, I think some people take it as, uh, you know, well, you should be informed and show sympathy and empathy and understanding. And I'm like, there's so much information coming at me. I don't even know what to, I've got we my narrow field of focus. We were not designed to manage yeah. all of the world's events in our back pocket. Yeah, we were not. That's not how we were created. And, uh, you know, even just on a funny note, lighter note, I didn't even know the Toronto Raptors made it to the uh, NBA playoffs this year. And the stadium's like 20 minutes from my house. So I went down to one of the final games. I text my brother and he uh, called me and he goes, I'm surprised you even knew that Toronto had a basketball team. Right. I think, I think there's like a really big lesson in this. Cause I, I remember uh, a few years ago, I was so interested in so many different things. I was spending a lot of time learning a lot of stuff. And one of the mentors was just like, listen, like you, you can't get good at all of this stuff. And I think you're just going to have to pick and choose. And I came down to motorcycles and guitar are two things that really inspire me. And I love mastering. Uh, we do stunt days and stunt riding and all this stuff, but mastering motorcycles and mastering guitar. Those are two things that are, that fuel me to move forward. And like oh, cool. the other 20 things that I did and the other 20 things that I studied, um, I kind of let go to focus on kind of more singularity of focus. And I built a life that kind of fuels my, my mission and everything I do, even if it's not directly related to business. And I think you're, you're kind of touching on that too, is like you can spend your days, you know, all over the place, or you can sort of narrow in your focus. And I think that the important worldly events, you're going to hear about it, whether you listen to the news or not, somebody's going to tell you the important yeah. stuff. It's hard to keep up with my daughter's homework. I don't know how people keep up with uh, world event. It's, it's just, yeah, yeah, yeah. you've got to get ruthless yeah. as an entrepreneur. You have to get ruthless with your time and with your attention and you need to put the blinders on. Yeah, right. Yeah. Or else your your goals are going to get hijacked by somebody else's, uh, you know, whatever their headline is of the day. So 
Yeah. You need singularity of focus. Uh, one of the number one things I've discovered is that focus always wins and what you focus on grows. So yeah. like you said, you know, yeah, ebooks could be the thing. Uh, high ticket coaching could be the thing. It doesn't matter. There's no, you know, right or wrong in this world. It's what do you want to grow? Because it's all going to take marketing. It's all going to take sales and it's all going to take massive action. So, you know, I'm at the point now where ideas used to get me excited, you know, and to be honest, I built a decent sized business off of ideas because I put them into action so quickly. But what I realized is that ideas and, and starting things can only get you so far. The next level is follow through and executing. And, you know, it's one thing to get your, you know, deadlift up to 315. But if you really want to see the real gains, yeah. now you got to get up to 405. Now you get up, you got to get up over 500. Like you got to, the weight's got to keep getting heavier. The reps got to keep going up. Like now there becomes a level of, uh, there be, you get to a level where it's no longer the idea that takes you so far. It's the ability to execute on the ability, which comes from a skill set. And that skill set will magnify the ability of the idea, but then that will hit a plateau. And then you have to start to magnify your mindset that, oh, wait a second, this is the thing I need to do to get to the next level. And typically the thing to get to the next level is not exciting and it's not the thing that got you to where you got in the first place, which is new and exciting. It's getting better and improved, which is boring. Getting better at the same thing is boring, but that's where the money is at. You don't have to put an income level. So I, I really try and in the beginning, yeah, one great idea could get your business off the ground, could get you some traction, can get you even some, you know, pretty decent income in that, build your team. But ideas again aren't special follow through and getting better at the skills to magnify them to the next levels where the money's at long-term. So yeah, I think that's, yeah. and that's tough for entrepreneurs. I'll be the first, that was a huge lesson for me because I'm always, I read the bedrooms interview. Oh, you heard that one. Okay. So I, I, I watched it this morning while I was getting ready. Yep. And that's why, what probably makes me a good coach because I've got so many ideas. I couldn't even apply them to my own business if I had yeah. 10 left. Yeah. So I'm yeah. like, you better run with this one, man, because if this, if I were you, I would be making a fortune off that one I just gave you. So yeah, I, I can, I can relate. I think it's, I think it's definitely your superpower. And I also saw one thing you said, I think leading by faith and, and having faith in a future, no matter what that means to, to you listening is ultra important. I mean, this is going to be okay. And you've been through something um, and you've, you've, you're going to make it to the other side or you're going to die. Like that's the only two options we have and you're still here, you're still living and you've made it through. So I think that's huge, but I think moving into some of the strategies and tactics, I, I saw one thing that you put, it was like, um, uh, even the guy who wrote the four hour work week works 40 plus hours a week. I don't know where I saw that as I was doing the research this morning, but I really, really like that. And I really think that one of the big shifts, at least in my opinion, moving forward is that sloppy lazy marketing and the half-assed program delivery that I think the coaching industry has been enjoying for the last little while. I really, really think that there's going to be another level of professionalism of, of actually caring for your clients of targeted marketing of, of knowing your lifetime values and actually like having a little bit of yeah. strategy and business to it and not just throwing stuff on social. Do you think that that's going to be a big shift happening? Yeah. Let's look at Nike. You know, when Nike makes an ad and even look at the way people market today, what, how do most marketers market? They put down their competitors. Mm. 
Did you ever see Nike putting down Adidas? Has Nike ever mentioned Reebok? No. What does Nike do? They just demonstrate their product. Yeah. Look at our product. You decide. Have you ever seen Apple put down another computer company? Right. No, they right. show, hey, check out what we got. So I think where the where the future is going, and I have a big insight here. I wish I could say that was my own insight. My brother's a filmmaker. Yeah. And he creates documentaries. And one of the things he hates, he, uh, I won't name drop or anything, any film, certain filmmakers that he can't stand are filmmakers, documentary filmmakers who have an agenda with their film. And you probably know which documentaries I'm thinking about. Okay, okay, yeah. Right? Right? You watch most documentaries and the filmmaker wants you to come to a conclusion. Biased. sure. He's like, I'm trying to get you to think a great filmmaker doesn't need to spell it out. Now, what we do as marketers, we spell it out. But as an artist, an artist, their work is so impressionable, it's so well done. It's like, oh, wow, you come to the conclusion yourself. So what, and I'll just share this. This is a behind the scenes insight. Uh, what we try and do with our ads is we don't say, we show. If I'm talking about having the best ecosystem for online fitness business coaches, I'm not going to say that. I want them to see that. Mm. And when I when they see, you know, the the nine sold out rooms, I'm not saying it. They're seeing, holy geez, another mm. room, another room, another room. So I think the best marketing is going to be marketing other people can't copy. Yeah. You can't you can't fill a room, you can't fake a room. If you have a hundred plus people flying from eight countries and the room is full, you can't rip that off of another marketer. And that's what my product is, bringing people together in coaching. So where we're going with this is the product, the product has to be so good that when you do your ad, all you're doing is giving me a behind the scenes of the membership site. Right. You don't need to tell me how good it is. Just show me. Like, Beautiful. this is what I get when I sign up. Boom. And it's funny. Our highest converting ad right now is a sneak peek of our members area. Cool. It's like, I'm just going to take you inside here and show you what you get. And I know this is true for other marketers who spent an extensive amount of time building out a great product. And I think what happens is selling is not hard. Marketing is not, it's easy to get people in the front door. What's tough is to keep them around. Yeah. And to keep your promise because as marketers and not to say marketers are bad or we're bad or anything like that, but we get excited. We want to bring more people in the front door, right? We're enthusiastic. We're persistent. We're, we love selling. Like it's our, it's our thing. But I think what is happening and what will separate brands, you know, in the next three, five years are those who spend more time on their product versus those who don't. And one brand creates a churn system where they're bringing in 10 clients every month, but they're losing 10 clients each month. And another coaching program that's bringing in 10 clients and generating two referrals out of each of them where the product eventually takes on a life of its own. And I think the, the marketer right now who has a product-centered focus will win. And that's why I have, a, I have a tough time even being a business coach because when people come into our coaching program, they want to, what's the number one question people ask you? How soon do I make your, my money back? I'm like, it's such a bad question, but I get it yeah. and we have to answer it and we have to address it because we want to help people. So we have to get people going, but at the same time, we have to manage and expectations and say, I could help you put out like a rudimentary product 
and start getting some cash. But like, what do you really want? Do you want to be able to pay off your investment each month? Or do you want to build a real business that's around 15 years from now? Oh, thank you. You're actually setting my expectations properly now. Yes. Do we have stuff to help you get moving quickly? Yeah. Are we going to wait 12 months before we launch your product? No. But at the same time, to come into a coaching program with the mindset that uh, I'm going to hope this pays for itself like every month yeah. without being in a position to go all in from the get-go, this isn't for you. Like, when you go build a building, you, you don't like try and fill the, 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 the yeah. rooms as you build up. You have, to, you have to go down and you have to build up. And yeah, then you have to, like you, you, there's a process. And the process, yes, can, might, it might be painful. And listen – Building a business is likely not for you. You know, it's, that's my message. It's probably not for you because this isn't going to be easy. If you do it right, you'll have something that pays you back forever. But uh, anyways, I'm just kind of. Yeah, no, no. So really want to help people just set their expectations. And that's why we really push people to pay in full. And, and, and again, um, not pitching my program, but like what I'm, I'm pitching idea that whoever is out there thinking about investing into a coaching program don't even ask them about their monthly option just say hey i don't even know need to know the price i just need to know can i put this on my visa or mastercard yeah yeah 100%. So why, why am i saying this because does it even matter what the cost is and if we're going to help you build a six figure or multi six figure business, does it matter if it's 10 K 15 K 20 K 20, does it matter what the price is? And, and, and some people say, yeah, but what if I don't have it again? That's the perfect person that needs this talk yeah. because they're thinking about what this will cost you and not cause you. Right. So you have a scarcity mindset and, and this investment is going to help flex that abundance mindset, right? That muscle is, is atrophied. It's never even been trained. You've never put that, muscle in the gym so this is a why so again don't beat yourself up nobody's taught you this but again this investment is going to serve you more than it's going to serve me and this is this is really the language and the conversation that we have with people so that when they come in they're coming in with this mind frame is that i'm going the distance here i want to go all the way right and you know we have a beginner program and I think a lot of coaches, you know, are getting smarter coming out with more programs designed for people in survival mode. Uh, my primary program, the seven figure mastermind, that's for people who are in growth mode. So their problems are more related to growth. And we do have a beginner program that's geared to people who they're just like, they're just trying to keep their Make head it work. Up. That's right. They're not even thinking about going into the deep end. Yeah. Right. They don't even, they're just trying to figure themselves. They're just trying to figure out the baby pool right now. So, but when you get good in the baby pool, then you start wondering, huh, maybe I should go into the deep end and yeah. what it's like out there. So, um, yeah, so we're talking about, we're ta I'll just wrap this little spiel up, but we're, what we're really talking about is as coaches, we have to think of the, the journey that our clients are on and offer programs. You probably need two programs, kind of like what we call a hero program, which would be your, your first 90 days. And then a signature program, I like to call a flagship program, which would be about 12 months. And, and people need to know, you know, a certain group of people start with the first 90 days to get you out of the baby pool. And then the next, you know, 12 months is, all right, now we're, now we're going to go learn how to swim well in the deep end. Yeah. Yeah. It, so, it sounds like in, in essence, and this is something I was talking about yesterday, was it's shifting or it's turning into, it always has been, but I think 
um, as an industry is, is growing in the early days, it's kind of more cowboyish, but it's turning into what it should be. And that's a very client focused, customer focused, um, instead of asking, how do I grow my business? How do I make more money? It's how do I serve my clients? What do my clients need and build it for them? And we know that, but I think it's, we've gotten away with it Yeah. or a big part of the industry has gotten away with it. And I, I'm excited because we're every year we revamp everything. We spend a month revamping all of our products. I'm sure you do as well. And anyone who's kind of more, like you said, product or client focused is going to find ways to make it better because well, it. there's something in it for us too. Lifetime value goes up, which is yeah. great. Um, but I, I think that's the biggest shift that's happening. It sounds like that's basically what you're saying is like focus on the client and what they need and you will reap the rewards. Yeah. And, and, and creating the, the product so good that um <laughs> how should we put this uh people that shouldn't be getting results are getting results cool so simplification or making it yeah. simple yeah. and easy to use instead of overcomplicating is, is your philosophy less is more yeah absolutely the number one reason people quit coaching programs yeah. is that um well there's two reasons one they got what they needed and that's the number one reason i'm happy if somebody graduates out of our group because they got what they needed. One guy just recently, uh, this is amazing. He came in, he wasn't even making more than 10 K a month and started, uh, within a couple months, got him up to the multi six figure business. And he just joined the group I'm a part of, which is a hundred thousand dollars called the hundred million dollar mastermind. So here's cool. one cool. of my students in a financial position and his business is, I'll, I'll tell you, uh, I'm pretty sure his business is bigger than mine now. Cool. He was a student of mine, not, more not even two years ago and here he is in a room where i'm like asking him a gazillion questions and i'm like wow so number one reason people leave they got what they needed and that's awesome i'm like i'm so glad that you're joining his group now because yeah. you got what you needed for me a really good attitude there's no ego there or um it, which awesome. is great. yeah and, and he's like i'm doing what you told me i'll probably be doing and then the second reason is they don't get what they need and this is the bigger problem so uh, if people don't get what they need, yeah, it's, it's a couple things. You either didn't qualify them properly. Uh, maybe they're not taking action, need more support, but typically the biggest thing is that the product just isn't good. Um, it's just, it's just a crap. It could be a good product. And here's the tough thing for a coach. You'll have success stories from your coaching program, right? Everybody does, which is really deceiving, but you have to realize what's the norm. Because you'll always get those 20% of guys or girls that come in and just, they just crush it. Yeah. I'm like one of those people, like even if the program is like really mediocre, I will still become a success story because the way my mind operates. When I join a coaching program, I look to extract as much value as possible. I look to squeeze out as much. Yeah. Most people don't think like that. They don't go into a group to see how do I maximize this investment? They're more like waiting to be given. And I'm like, I love, so that. That's, I love that. that's a big problem. So if you have to, you can't like assume everybody's like your top students who have this evolved mindset of coming to maximize their investment. You have to understand the majority of people in your group are struggling for a reason. And you have to make your product so good. And, and what is a good product? Um, and I believe you can go to extremes and you have to kind of figure out your style. There's two extremes in creating the products. There's the Sam ovens approach. Uh, for those who don't know, that guy mm -hmm. is the number one 
guys selling done for you programs right now, you know, uh, I think like a dozen plus $2,000 programs a day. And this guy's crushing it. And I checked out his program and I talked very to somebody, detailed, very detailed, so detailed. And I talked to somebody who, who, uh, you know, shared an insight with like his mindset towards creating the product. And it was really eye opening. He said the way he creates his programs is he assumes that you know nothing, which is great if you're a complete beginner. He assumes you know nothing. So if you right. you start with a book or a product and you and you create it based on the fact I'm going to assume you know nothing, it's going to come up pretty freaking detailed. Now, that's not my brand. I built the no nonsense brand, and the way I position myself in the marketplace is I'm just yeah. going to tell you what to do which gave me permission to not have to write 300 page manuals because I'm not good at that. And you know, know, you know who you're talking to. It sounds like at the end of the day, I know who I'm talking to. I know the guy I'm talking to is just like me. Now we're back to fitness. The guy like me was, you know, looking online Sunday night for a workout to start Monday morning. I need a fresh workout. I'm online. Oh, I like this guy's thing. I'm going to download it. Where's my first exercise. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. That's what I'm looking for. So I built my business coaching program very no-nonsense, get-to-the-point style. As your coaching program grows, though, you'll have a a certain amount of people where you're going to have to move more to the middle, if anything, more closer to the more detailed side of things, or else people can get left behind. So you start off with what's natural for you, but then your program is going to have to get to a level of detail and steps that will allow you to walk away from it. And, um, you know, this is what we're constantly working on. I don't know if this is a, if this is where you ever, I don't think you ever cross the finish line where you say, okay, it's done. Yeah. It, it's, it's always, like you said, I like what you said. You're each, every couple of months you're updating your, it's like Nike, right? They don't, they've been, they haven't been selling the same shoe for the yeah. last yeah. 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 shoes on the shelf every week, every month. Hey guys. And if they have a bad shoe, if they ever put it out, what does Nike do? They take it off the shelf. Right. Hey guys, That's we created right. a dud here. We're going to take this training out. This training doesn't work anymore. This used to work, but and I think people love that when your product product is constantly evolving. 100%. And that's how, I, that's how I built my fitness brand. I evolved. I got bigger. I got leaner. I got my pro card. You know, I did all sorts of transformations. Every transformation turned into a product. So. The key with your business is to keep evolving and keep a, people want to keep coming along for the journey. I think, you know, I haven't talked as much about just the whole product creation mindset, but that's really, that's really it. And to just really simplify it down to just what they need so they can get started. And, um, and that's really where all the uh, opportunity is because I just finished with one final idea that, that I really love. And it's um, the, the entire concept of, around how to get your best success stories because ultimately what do we want to grow our business successes screenshots videos selfies you know what people are sending you praise how do you get those well you, you have to continue to sell them the first sale is easy which is then taking out the credit card to enroll but yeah, love that teaching is selling all right teaching is selling so in order to teach somebody something you need to sell them you're not gonna. You're not gonna uh, do this week's work if I don't sell you on how it's preparing you for next week's work. And you're not gonna do next week's work if you're not excited about how 
it's preparing you again for the week after. And I have to continue to sell you. And that's where now, you know, naming your stuff and adding sizzle to your ideas and, and organizing your stuff comes into play as opposed to just downloading and dumping. I love that. I love that. I, I think the key thing you're saying, and, I, and I, I, I love it, I love it, is because we are, at least for me, I spent five, six, seven years reading a book a week. And I remember having, my, my big mistake was I would create some training and give it to people. And I was in shock that only two or three out of a hundred would actually implement it. I just didn't understand that because I'm like, why don't you do it? This, this works, but you're just not doing it. Why do you need some extra motivation? And I think for a lot of coaches as they get, or entrepreneurs, you, you, you probably have a little bit different of a mindset, possibly much more like Vince or myself that you just execute. And even if the book is crappy, you want to learn one thing from it and implement it because you know, there's some gold in, in every book, every piece of information. And I think sometimes we have to understand that our clients maybe don't share that same mentality. At least this was a big thing for me that kept me disconnected. And I, I know it, 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 you know, in the early days, I, I could have done clients better service by just being more empathetic or understanding that maybe they need a little bit more broken down. Maybe they need a little bit more help. Maybe they need a little bit more understanding. Um, and I think what you were saying in there was um, just understanding that, you know, you're going to have that 10 or 20% of clients who kill it, who crush it, who execute, but uh, there's different learning styles or different teaching styles or different timelines. And on, on that question, maybe here's a question directly for you because I'd love to hear your answer. Is in a group setting, you know, we'll see five, six clients kill it. They start at the same time and others aren't. And although it can be used as motivation, sometimes it creates a little bit of, you know, some clients are like, well, why isn't it working for me? Um, have you, have you thought about that problem or have you figured that out? Yeah. When clients aren't sure uh, if it's working for them. Yeah. And, and they're doing the same stuff and there's so many variables as in timing market, what you're doing, what you're offering, your confidence yeah. on camera, your selling ability. There's so many factors, of course, that we could we could list hundreds. But do you have like a key element of this? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, the way we see ourselves is I don't see myself as a coach. I see myself as a trainer. All right, a coach writes you the workout. A trainer watches you do the workout. And what is happening is the execution is off. So let's use, um, let's use squats, for example. Uh, client comes to the trainer, hey, I want to develop my glutes. Trainer says, okay, great, we're going to do squats. Three weeks later, client complains, hey, still got a flat butt. What's going on here? You said squats was the best exercise for my glutes. Okay, hang on, let's go to the gym. Let's actually watch you do them. Client does a few reps. Trainer says, stop. Client says, what? Client uh, you aren't doing it properly. You're loading your knees and you're not breaking at the hips. What do you mean? You're putting all the emphasis on your quads. If you want to develop your hips and your glutes, you got to shove your hips backwards. Oh, I'm doing the exercise wrong. Yeah. You're doing the exercise wrong. Oh, so I don't need a different exercise. No exercise is fine. The way you're doing the exercise is the problem. Great. So rarely is a strategy or tactic ever wrong. Uh, what's wrong is their ability to execute on it. So in the fitness space, uh, fitness people are notorious for writing technical information that is boring and very sterile. 
which is why all the science guys get frustrated with all the mm-hmm, entertainers. Mm-hmm. With the bros and, yep. With yeah. the bros, because <laughs> yeah. the bros are entertaining. And they're oftentimes killing it. I, I know what that was, that was right. when I was in the space, I was like, man, there's, right. yeah. The bros are killing it, right? Because they know how to connect. Yeah. They know how to explain stuff in a grade five language. They know how, they're, they're willing to actually take people back in time and say, hey, I remember when I was nicknamed this and I couldn't do that. And yeah. So what's off is they don't know how to write copy. All right. So there's, there's a couple, you you touched on one of the C's there. You said, um, confident on camera, I think. So, you know, which is your communication, your ability to write copy and your ability to, um, close. So those are, those are high income skills. Right. Those are three high income skills. And if someone is following the strategy and they're following the tactics that they've been prescribed, my first thing is to review their work. I want to just take a look at, all right, let's take a look at your Instagram account. All right. I see the problem. All right. And you'll start to see like little things that they just didn't know because they got into this. They're not guerrilla marketers. You know, that's why they hired you because they don't know marketing. So you just have to start to coach them up on marketing and you got to give them resources. A big problem with, with clients is they don't do any work on their own. Hey, I'm going to hire you. We had a client. This is crazy. Um, they dropped out because we recommended that they read Russell Brunson's books. Mm-hmm. It was the craziest thing ever. And when and and, and and it was like a 20 page email. He's like, "This is why I hired you to." I'm like, "Okay, man. <laughs> right. Why in the world would you hire me when I can tell you which books are fundamental books you need to know? All right." You don't go to university and say, why did you give me the anatomy book? You're supposed to teach me. No, because right. there's, there's like, you have to know these fundamentals. So when I tell you to read expert secrets and dot-com secrets and how to write copy that sells and cash advertising and just like some staples, yeah, yeah, yeah. not because I can't teach it, because you need to be working on your craft Great. while we're not together. It's like working out with the trainer just because you have a personal trainer three times per week. That doesn't can't, mean you can't be eating cookies at night. Exactly. You've yeah. got to. So the, the clients that are making the most gains, at least in our program, are people that are doing extra work in and around our calls, in and around our meetings, in and around our uh, events, etc. Yeah. So they take the resources and they study copywriting. They study how to sell on the phone. They study persuasion. They study influence right? They practice, they're getting better at the skills. That's the reason one person, you know, two people who start a coaching program at the same time, one guy hasn't had his first 3k month in a year. And another guy's now doing 3k a day. That's the Beautiful, beautiful. We have so much to unpack there. So what we're going to do is we're going to unpack all of this into uh, some detailed notes. And I think there's probably going to be seven or eight key things that I think we discussed. I know Vince is on a bit of a timeline here. So before we let you go, I want to just, um, we just paid you five grand or two thousand or one thousand dollars for your best piece of advice. That's a trick question because what's the best? But one best piece, and we we we're paying you money. Sometimes what's free we don't appreciate. Uh, just like you, we create a lot of free content, and you know we'll have someone consume it and not take action on it, and it breaks my heart. But I get it. But let's just try to visualize. We just paid you a thousand bucks. That we're gonna, Vince, give me one thing to implement with all of these changes, um, or one mindset shift, or one thing that I should shift in my in my business or, or just moving forward. And like we take out our, our thousand bucks and we just gave it to you. 
and we're going to treat it with that level of importance. I know I'm going to. What would that be? It's an open-ended question. but yeah, for sure. I'm tempted to give you the tactic, but that's the easy one. And if I don't give you... If I don't give you the fundamental, then the tactic won't work and I'd be doing you a disservice. So I'm not going to give you a magic trick. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah. Let's... I've, got, I've got lots of magic tricks, but I don't think, I don't think your audience is looking for cheap tricks, right? Big time. Right. That's typically what you go to, right? You get these cheap tricks and it's like, okay, that's cool. Get off the stage. Somebody else come up, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I want it long-term growth, yeah, big impact. And although this may take a little time, we're planting a, a big, massive seed that's going to grow into a big, massive tree. I don't expect an immediate result, but what's, what's something we can really take with us and hold as like, if we, if we had a foundational three element, like three thing creed that we're going to live by growing this business, moving forward with the changes, what is one of those? All right. So I'm going to help you figure out who mom is. Because without okay. mom, you can't have a family, right? Okay. Okay. So mom stands for marketplace, offer, and messaging. If you added on another M, mom, it would be method. And mm -hmm. I'll just walk through these. We, we, uh, we work with all of our clients in the first you know, 90 minutes of our one-on-one -on -one calls. Grab a, grab a pen uh, if you're listening because sometimes we'll, you'll hear it and you won't come back to it. But market, offer, message, and if there's a fourth M, method market offer message method yeah so this is the foundation just like mom's the head of the family well mom is the foundation of your business right you can't have a family without mom you can't have a a foundation of a business without mom either so marketplace i'm going to keep these i'm going to keep this really simple marketplace is who are you talking to right, who are you talking to are you dating are, are you dating males or females I like the dating analogy because we can't date yeah. more than we, we can't date more than one person at once or right? everybody wants to do. I help you gain muscle, increase flexibility and lean down. It's like, no, now you're dating three and girls. live your life to the best ability. Yeah. yeah. Now you're dating. Now you're dating 10 girls at once. Yeah. Not sustainable. <laughs> Not sustainable. So we need to date one girl. All right. Uh, so we're going to date one girl and we're going to learn how to, make an offer to them. All right. So we, we now know who we're talking to. We're talking to one person in fitness. We go really hyper-focused. So yeah. right down to male or female, young or old muscle or fat loss at home workouts or commercial gym workouts, you know, limited time or gym rat, like right down to, uh, down to the very specific person. Yeah. The second thing offer is, what is your irresistible promise? You know, if I was Don Corleone or you were Don Corleone, the, the, uh, the Godfather, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'm going to make, <laughs> I'm going to make Lucas an offer. He can't refuse. All right. Yeah. What's the offer that you can't refuse? So now this comes back to, let's use the dating analogy. You need uh, to be attractive. Most people can't sell their products because their products are, are they just are not attractive. It's like, why would I want to buy that? There's nothing attractive about that. So we need an irresistible offer. All right. Uh, final, the next M story is messaging. The messaging, you know, we could unpack that quite a bit, but it's really what's your points of differentiation? What, what are you bringing to the table? Of all the online fitness coaches out there, why are you different? Why are you better? Uh, how do you make them believe that your solution is the thing? and putting the emphasis on the solution and not the actual person. So, you know, me not selling my credibility, but me selling my path. 
Yeah. It's like, hey, my vehicle. So what's, sorry, the, the, not the vehicle, the, the messaging, it's easy to get offer and messaging mixed up. The, the messaging is really how you solve the problem in a different way. All right. And it's your ability to communicate the problem. And, you know, there's these conspiracy theories going on right now with coronavirus, yes. right? And they're saying, you know, this guy, David Icke from the UK has been saying that the whole thing is, is made by, you know, this, this 1% cult yeah, that yeah. is trying to create the hunger game society and dissolve of the complete middle class. And they created this thing because if they created it, if, you know, then the natural solution must be to, you know, have, uh, you know, you know, a vaccine for it. But these, the people who've created it own these pharmaceutical companies. So we're naturally going to say, oh, the solution must be a vaccine if this naturally came about. And it's, it's classic problem solution marketing happening yeah, yeah, right now. Yeah. That, you know, people say this is a conspiracy, but I'm like, no, I freaking, that's freaking, it's freaking crazy. So right. the messaging is your ability to communicate why they have a problem. Hey, there's a virus out there right now and you need to get vaccinated. Um, hell no. I'm not putting that crap in my body. I've got homeopathic stuff that is 10 times safer and actually works better. Yep. And uh, I'm not have to put my freaking family at risk. But if they created the virus, then they actually they know that the solution is a vaccine and they happen to be the only people with the solution. So it's, it's, it is this classic marketing problem solution and that's your messaging. And How and you met you mentioned that like you get very specific with your clients on on their market, which only helps create a message because it's it's so much easier because now you know specifically who you're talking to. So I think yes. following these M's in order, I think some people are trying to create this awesome message and this awesome offer, but they still don't know who they're talking to. Or they're talking really wide, right. and it's hard to get hard to grab somebody's attention without that. That's so true. yeah, market that's offer and then true. message. Cool. That's a great, great point. I'm glad you mentioned that because when you know who your somebody is, the message is easy then in a way. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. When you, when you can get into the mind of the client and you know that, you know, they're swimming in the baby pool, you can tell them, Hey, listen, you're not even sure if, if this is going to work. And Hey, yeah. that's why this is, this is actually a 90 day test. The best case scenario you crush it and you know, this is what you want to do the rest of your life. The worst case scenario, you spend 1500 bucks and it doesn't work go, but at least you know. And they're like, hey, he's got a point. And the reason he says he's got a point is because I know exactly what they're thinking. Yeah. That's your messaging. Beautiful. So, so messaging is one of the things where most people struggle the most with. And when you really get clear on who you're sp speaking to, you know what offer to make them that's attractive, and you can communicate why your solution is the only thing and the best thing and the fastest thing, et cetera. And then um, finally, method is just your method of attracting clients, you know, and that can come down to, are you on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, podcast? Are you doing an organic strategy, paid strategy, video sales letter, webinar funnel, yep. uh, application funnel, quiz funnel? Like, so now method of attracting clients is, is basically what model makes sense for your Don't be the best kept secret is once you have that secret and you've, and you've created the perfect potion to fix your client's problems, find methods, I'm guessing plural, because I'm, I'm sure you're, you're, you agree with having a few different. So when you get shut down, we got shut down on Facebook a month ago hard. Uh -huh. um, but we had many methods of generating leads and clients. So it's just like, like we had three or four methods. But if that was three years ago, I only relied on Facebook. And if I get shut down on one, I would have been 
massively screwed. Like all of our ad accounts got shut down and we're still fighting that to, to get them back up. So market offer message method, know your market, get really specific, create an enticing offer that catches their attention and that they're just naturally drawn to. You kind of mentioned in the start of the podcast, uh, create a beautiful product, something that sells itself basically. Create a message yeah. and have a method to attracting, bringing people in. Yeah. yeah fundamental yeah. stuff. So I guess in a nutshell, focus on the fundamentals. I think it's coming to a place where just half-assing this is no longer an option. You've got to treat it like a business and and you can't just go start a restaurant tomorrow like you can a coaching business. And because of that, I think a lot of coaches are in pain because they started a restaurant overnight, not knowing what they're doing. You don't have to know what you're doing. Just go and do it. Find guys like Vince to help you through it. But put in the work, put in the effort, put in the time, do it right. You nailed it, man. Vince, appreciate it. I know you're on time crunch, so I shall let you go. If people want to learn more about you, I know you've got uh, the vincedelmonte.ca. We'll have the links below, but what's your main channel? I know you've got a podcast, YouTube channel, whole bunch of stuff. Uh, where can people find you? Best place is my um, Blue Verified account on Instagram, Vince Delmonte. I answer all my DMs, so uh, best way to uh, connect with me is through the DM on Instagram. Awesome. Awesome, awesome. Vince Delmonte, we'll have the links below. Vince, thank you so much, and we'll chat soon. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. All right, so as always, I just want to finish off the episode with saying thank you for listening. These episodes are 100% free and they're dedicated to helping you build your coaching business because there are clients out there just waiting for you to reach them. They're waiting for you to give them a result. So do not give up on your dream and never give up on your business. Again, these episodes are 100% free. All I ask in return is that you give it a thumbs up, you give it a like, you give it a little bit of love in the comments or the reviews, and you share it with one or two coaches who you know could use help building their coaching businesses. That's it. I'm done. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you on the next episode.